Hi, welcome back to Real Opinions. Uh, we've already recorded this in some fashion, so uh, and I'll apologise for that, Harrison, about that. But we basically did one episode where uh, I talked about Infinity War because uh, you hadn't seen it, and then you talked about A Quiet Place because you hadn't seen it. And Westworld. I had seen region. A Quiet Place. It would have been difficult for me to talk about A Quiet Place. That's it. Because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just I just spent twenty minutes hype, like speculating on what might happen in the quiet place and the flaws that might be there. I feel like that is what a lot of fan podcasts do. <laughs> it is just twenty minutes of speculating what the plot could be. In inconsequential rambling. Yeah, exactly. No, and as I kind of finished it off, I was just kind of thinking that it wasn't a discussion podcast, which mm. is kind of why I tune in for podcasts. It was more just a explaining our thoughts to the other person mm -hmm. with no like back and forth and so now I've kind of pushed that episode back again sorry because we, we did record the whole thing I kind of wanted to take a step back and because Avengers Infinity War it's only been out for a week yep. now but I assume basically every single way of reviewing it I mm. think has been covered mm -hmm. and so I kind of just wanted to focus on one particular aspect of the film yep. for this and of course this is going to be spoilers for this, as well as I think we're going to be doing comparisons to Westworld and other mm -hmm. uh, TV shows. And yeah, films. well, I can think of a few other films and TV shows that could inadvertently be spoiled, but I'll, I'll just give a heads up before I before I do what I always do and start going off on. It's a bit like I'll just have a I'll do a spoiler warning for anything that I could potentially ruin before yes, exactly. I do that. Yeah, that's what I'll yeah. do. But the the topic is going to be. Essentially, what I want to kind of reword it as is the reset button. Because mm -hmm. as I went into Infinity War, I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I expected. And uh, the ending happens. Thanos clicks his fingers. And people start dying off. And I was genuinely happy that they did that change. Mm -hmm. And genuinely happy that they were going to start killing people off properly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think it was... The moment Black Panther yeah. died. He's, the, the, first, he's like, the first one that sets the yeah. alarm bells. I've seen it twice now, so I can remember the order. It starts with Bucky, and I was like, right. oh, oh, because it, it yeah. felt like a proper death as well, because he kind of goes like, yes. Steve, and then he falls down. You're like, oh, oh. And then I think it does Falcon. Yeah. And again, all people that could, could die. be killed off. Yes. And yeah. then it does Black Panther, because he runs over to his bodyguard. And it looks yeah, like she's going to die. And again, yeah. could happen. But then Black Panther fades away. And you're like, uh, oh. And then in quick rapid succession, it goes Drax, Peter Quill, Spider-Man, and all these people that you're like, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and you have then messaged me afterwards, basically confer confirming what I thought it was going to be, is that they're, they're doing this so that the next film can be all of the originals. Like mm. a kind of last hurrah kind of battle against Thanos yeah. as they, as well as introducing a couple new ones. G it gives the them it gives them a chance to have a focused farewell yes. instead of yes. having to compete yeah. with a load of other people. But it, it, if if they did kill other people off, this I think I would have gone from. I I'll say I did love the film. I I really really enjoyed it, and I would I think I would say mm. I would go as far as to say love. But I could have really, really loved this film if I believed its ending. Even if its ending ended up being undone. If there was a part of me that believed it, yeah. or, or even doubted, like, oh, have they really done this? But in killing the specific people they chose to kill, it, it just felt like there was absolutely no consequence to it already. 
Having said that, kids did leave the screening crying, so they they <laughs> did, they believed it. The kids believed it. <laughs> that's good. That's that's really what is at the heart of the story. It's <laughs> making kids cry. It's the real heart of Marvel. But they introduced the time stone in Doctor Strange. So yeah. it was already an existing thing, obviously. And that is clearly where it's heading, you know, where Doctor Strange used the, the time stone to see 15 million dof- different possibilities. Yes. And there was only one way. And his last line is very obviously basically saying this was the plan all along. Yes. Like, this is part of the plan. When he says there was no other way. Yeah, exactly. That just kind of leads me to what does this mean for Marvel in that there are essentially no consequences now anymore? I think I think there are going to be consequences because I don't think that the time stone is actually the thing that's going to do this because the time stone rewinding the time stone back to everyone being alive would also reset the entire thing so that Thanos was also around so it would it would just restore everything back to a status quo it wouldn't save the day I think it's more the soul stone which is currently ambiguous in what it actually does has already been used to trade lives, which is what uh, Thanos does with Gamora. He trades her life for the stone. And I think that that stone will have the ability to undo this specific thing, which is the Infinity Gauntlet click. I don't think it's going to be that the Time Stone can be used to undo everything that happened in this film. Right. Because I don't think that there's any indication that the time stone can go back that far. I don't think that, I think if they do that, it surely has to restore everything to the point where Thanos is still around and it will just happen again. So I think that's a good, interesting point, Bo. So I think that in some ways didn't in Dr. Strange, didn't they apply it to like certain people? Like, so mm. certain people went backwards and certain people went forwards. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it, it can be a But they, did, they made a point that he couldn't sections. do it much because if he overdid it, it would, like, destroy the universe or something. So they have sort, yeah, of, they have sort of set up a rule that it can't be exploited yeah. like that. I think it's more likely something to do with the Soul Stone and there'll be some kind of trade-off. Like, perhaps the, perhaps the, the original Avengers could sacrifice themselves to the soul stone to bring everyone else back right i think the soul stone is the thing because like what does the soul stone do i don't know it makes Mm. sense that it could be used to be the the thing that reverts this okay i could kind of get that like it still has the people returning but at the same time someone else of losing a a trade because the argument that i was basically going into this with is if you can start reviving some people what's to stop you from reviving Mm. everyone. Mm -hmm. And like, I think back to even with the Marvel stuff previously, like in the first Avengers, it was Coulson. They've had a consistent problem. I I, I mentioned this Mm. on, I think it was the the review we did for phase two of Marvel. I mentioned that I'm like, even then I said something about how I'm sick of people not staying dead. And I think yeah. Ben went, why? What have they done? And I and I went, and at that point, we had already had Pepper Potts and Iron Man 3, who falls to a death, but then she's okay. Loki yeah. faking yeah. his death in Thor, uh, the Dark World. Yeah. Groot dying in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, yeah. I mean, he comes back, uh, and, and I think the idea is that he's actually not the same. He's another cat, but yeah, he's, but he's it's, the same. Yeah. It's, it's, you, yes. you haven't lost anything. He comes back no. and and you have another Groot. Coulson, as you said. Nick mm-hmm. Fury in The Winter Soldier, 
who fakes his death. Oh yeah, God, I forgot yeah, you, about yeah. yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then since then, there's probably been some more. I mean, it, it, it didn't. He never explicitly died, but it looked like Rhodey was going to die in Civil War, and then he just had his legs. Yeah, which was then yeah, undone, and, and he's can, now he can walk. So that's that doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, they they also just a minor point with Infinity War is that they did loads of little things to basically wash away what the last films did. Well, they gave so, Thor his eye back, for example. Yeah, that's the thing. Was that like why are you giving Thor his eye back? What, what's the purpose yeah. of that? It was it. It didn't even need to happen. It wasn't essential. It was just there. Then it just it feels like because so they up like, until do things. Up until Infinity War, the only one who stayed dead is probably Yondu. Yeah, yeah. I think the only ones that they allow to stay dead are emotional, your time is done deaths, because I think also, technically, I suppose you could sort of say Peggy. Yeah. And she can hang around for prequel things. Yes, whenever, exactly. whenever, whenever, Whenever they do, like, flashbacks for, like, Captain Marvel or whatever, she can still show up. Uh, I kind of wanted, because death is such, like, an important part of so many like blockbusters and stories and i just kind of think it seems like more and more we're getting stories where death just isn't important mm-hmm. or death just isn't as finite and i yeah. wanted to get kind of your thoughts on what that kind of means for these like continuing narratives because obviously it's just part of like meaning so that they can keep going and keep going for as long as they want but also i know if it's just down to people just not willing stuff to be dead anymore. They can't bear with not having something anymore. Like, with comes back to, like, reviving shows and stuff. I think my big question is who whose fault is it? Is it creators unafraid to let their changes be permanent? Or is it fans who, whenever someone dies, need them to come back? When someone dies, they need... They come up with fan theories to to find a way for them to come back. And if people die, they don't like it and they get upset. Mm. Who, 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 who is causing this? Cause it has, it's not like a problem that's applied to all blockbusters throughout history. It's, it seems like it sort of has coincided with sort of the rate, like the rise of proper vocal fandom. Yeah, I would say so. But I would also say that it's kind of come with this riot, the second rise of TV. Mm. Because I was trying to think of other examples that I could kind of compare it to. And the the two biggest comparisons I can think at currently are Jon Snow yeah. in Game of Thrones. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Where he dies in Game of Thrones and is brought back. And he is the first character to be brought back, I believe, six seasons in or five seasons in. I can't remember. Uh, I mean, they do bring back but, Beric Dondarrion, but he's introduced. He is, he is introduced as the guy who comes back when he dies. So that's like... That was always on the table with him. And so with that, it's kind of with such a major character being killed off. It makes him feel vulnerable for the rest of the show. Yes, exactly. And whereas the part of that show was such, so much so that anyone can die. And now it doesn't feel that way. And I'm not blaming the latest season purely on that decision because there was a lot of things wrong with that season. But it feels like the stakes have been lowered, even though the scale gets larger. Because now we no longer fear. Because he's a a superhero who can't die. They've Mm. already killed him once. They're not going to kill him in a random battle. Exactly. Which it felt like they could have done before because that was something Game of Thrones used to do. But now it feels like if he is going to die, it will be a noble sacrifice right at the end. Not a cruel, sudden death, which is what Game of Thrones' signature thing used to be. 
I think it's you mentioned um, The Walking Dead. Even The Walking Dead did it when they initially... Oh, have they? Yeah, spoilers. When they initially <laughs> killed Glenn. Did you ever see that? Oh, I remember you talking about when, it. When, yes. he, yeah. when, when it turned out it wasn't him being torn apart. It was someone else on top of him. It was ridiculous. Right. Um, and it does. It means that when people die... I'm going to use the example where I felt most like this. Because in Game of Thrones, I still feel like other people can die. But the example where I really felt like death became meaningless was Kingsman 2. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where they have a gadget that now makes everyone invulnerable, not just specific characters. And it reached the point where when people died, I just felt like I, I believed that they were coming back. And there's even a joke at the end where, like, they put someone through a meat grinder and he says something like, use alpha gel to grow back from that. And I thought, can't he? I, 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 at this point, yeah. can he not? I don't know. You Is it any more ludicrous? And and it did just... Because the first Kingsman in Killing Harry Hart, that was that made it feel like the stakes were being mm. upped for the, for the finale. And then when it comes to the second one, it feels completely devoid of tension. Because now I know yeah. that if anyone dies, all it takes is a bit of spray to bring them back. Yes, yeah. It's, it's such an easy way back as well. Like, I think of, like, another film where it doesn't bother me as much is The Wrath of Khan. Uh, Spock dies at the end of The Wrath of Khan, but they bring him back in Star Trek Three. But it's a whole film and a whole journey dedicated to bringing him back. It's, it's not like he's back. It's they have The characters have to really work to restore right. him yeah. it's a big adventure it's a it's it's an exception and it's a lot of effort to bring him back so there are consequences in the sense that they have to do a whole film to get him back that is a consequence but when it's as easy as some spray it's 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 just a minor inconvenience yeah. and i think that's the consequence thing is something that i think you kind of tapped into there. It's just that, like, when you were wording your theory for Avengers 4 or whatever, involving the Soul Stone and having to have equal payment, mm. that, again, sounds like something that you can work towards as opposed to something where, obviously, there was going to be some kind of fight, even for the Time Stone idea, there would be some fight to kind of get to it. But it's the fact that that would come without a, like, that payment of some mm. kind. And I was thinking back, like, when I kind of was thinking about how to kind of talk about this topic on with you, I was thinking, like, well, where have these kind of... Where, well, it was the first time I remembered a story where someone was resurrected. And I was trying to think, like, back to what is the kind That's of... A, well, I mean, the Bible is the, is the oldest uh, yeah, form true, of that. Yeah. Um, there's lots of resurrections yeah. in that. So it's either, Trans- so only Transformers 2 to... has more resurrections than the Bible. There's like <laughs> Optimus Prime, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Megatron. There's quite a few in that one who <laughs> get resurrected. But... Right. No, but it's like that, that's kind of set apart as like prophecy. It's kind of mm. like the original staple of it and that's kind of what linked into the game of thrones thing because john is definitely like prophecy so it doesn't cut into the rest of the story as much because he's deemed as like a special one. yeah other he's people like, can die presumably yeah and then i was and i was trying to think of other stories and it basically i was thinking of like it's a wonderful life and back to the future to some way like that is all about consequence of trying to 
effectively undo an action of some and the, kind. Well, and those films aren't about the threat of death in the same way that Game of Thrones yeah. and Infinity War are supposed to be. They're supposed to be dramatic. All of the Avengers Infinity War marketing is about, like, this is the end and there will be yeah. consequence. Back to the Future it isn't about people dying and staying dead. No, it's no, a fun exactly. adventure it's, it's, film. It's about the process of him trying mm. to undo the actions and him realising what he has to do to change and fix everything. Well, that's why, uh, spoilers a... for another film, that's why X-Men Days of Future Past is okay. That's a whole film dedicated to rebooting and rewriting certain things, bringing certain characters back. Yeah. But it's a whole film dedicated to the act of doing that. It's not trivial and just something that's very easily corrected. No, I could agree with that example. Because as well as the, the way that you've kind of worded this, that it's because it takes the time to properly make that it's an actual part of the story. Mm. Like you said, the, sp the Star Trek 3 becomes part of the story. It is the back story. To, back to the future, it is the story. Uh, yeah, it is the story. And then I think to shows like Game of Thrones, or as we were talking about before, we kind of switched on, Westworld, where death has kind of been put down a peg in, in importance for characters and in plot. And there's no amount of time that you can kind of spend fixing that mm. because it's now just part of it. And because of that, it's kind of lost its consequence in the story. Yeah. Uh, um, with, um, yeah, well, it reaches the point where you just don't feel anything and, the and they'll want you to feel shocked or moved or emotional or they'll want some kind of reaction to from you. But you can't because you know it's, it's ephemeral and, mm, and you, temporary, yeah. temporary, yeah. It's impermanent, so you can't react to it. I think another question I was going to ask is, is it just death? Are there, are there, does this happen with anything else? Do other things get rewritten and undone in a way that's as unsatisfying? Or is it really just death that this applies to? Well, I kind of come back to Westworld. It's a it's a trope in telenovelas and old soap operas that a character will have amnesia. amnesia. So their character, their complete character has changed, or their evil twin arrives, <laughs> and they, that's their evil version. But in Westworld, li uh, a character can be reset. Mm. Very literally, it can be reset, and to the point where. With uh, Dolores, her character has been through so many iterations within the series and the time jumps that I don't know where to place what I think of her. Mm. Because of she's gone through so many character changes, I think of her as just a robot with different settings, as opposed to I can look at someone like Maeve, who has had a consistent through line of who she is, and I feel like she's more of a character as opposed to someone where you can just... Part of the idea of her is that the character just gets wiped clean every so often. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I know what you mean. don't know what there is to attach to her. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm meant to feel when she's on screen. She's like, am I meant to feel how, how can you How can you connect wins? to someone who isn't a person, doesn't have a personality? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's like, it's like connecting to a blank sheet of paper. <laughs> it's, she's not a, a person. She is just a physical form, and there is nothing connecting her in one scene to her in another scene except for her actual body because the thing inside her head is a completely different entity yeah. altogether. So this the, is yeah. getting deeply <laughs> philosophical, but I get what your point was. Yeah, is that it's, so I don't think it's just 
death is a very easy one to redo because it is just like in a lot of cases it is just here is this character they're back again and with the character thing i just feel like that's because both of these things i feel like are becoming more and more common Mm -hmm. in media yeah and so you think it was down to the fan reactions well i i just i have flashbacks to before um john snow came back and i remember how it felt like if they didn't bring him back people were going to be pissed off and it was so confusing to me because I felt like I was the only person in the world that wanted him to stay dead. Not because I don't like him, right. but because I wanted the there to be consequence. I didn't want that entire... If you go mm. back and rewatch the finale of season five, when Jon Snow gets stabbed, it isn't a sad moment anymore. It's not sad because no. he's fine. There's no... Yeah. Like, you can't go... like that mean, That means nothing anymore. It's not an emotional scene, even now. Like, I mean, even... Even when you, if you believed it at the time, it's now a completely mm. different scene when you watch it again, because all the things he's thinking about losing, the things that he's never going to get to do, all those things that make death sad, don't matter anymore. It's mm. not, it doesn't apply. Well, that's kind of how I felt with some of the Infinity War stuff, where well, after, like I said, after Black Panther died, mm. then you get the the most kind of touching of all of them is Spider Man. Yeah, but. I never, for one moment, I never thought you're going to stay dead. No. So it just kind of feels like a hollow moment. Yeah, it feels hollow. That's right. And I do think that I, I personally, I do think that I'm not, I'm not trying to attack fans, but I do think that they are responsible in the sense that I think if characters do die, they get mad. They get angry. Mm. When when Luke Skywalker died, they got angry. And this isn't how Luke Skywalker is supposed to go out. But I think, is there any way that they want him to go out? Yeah. Would they be happy with any way that he died? Or do they just want him to forever exist? When Jon Snow died, everyone was instantly into f- fan theories about how to bring him back. And if they didn't mm. do that, I know that people would have been pissed off people would still be trying to think of a way. They'd still be theorising about it now. They can't, yeah, let, they can't yeah. leave well enough alone. They couldn't leave Gendry alone when he had obviously escaped. They needed him to come back. Yeah. They can't leave these things well enough alone. They need everything to come back. They, won't let it, they can't just end. Nothing can end. And I do blame fans for that. Yeah, no, I kind of can see that. I feel like uh, I understood your argument more when you were talking about less specifically like Jon Snow's death, because I feel like that was part of the book's intent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they never actually got to that part in the books, but I feel like that's partly yeah. intended. Even though I agree, I think that in many ways it would have been more in the tone of the books to actually have him die. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of prophecy... And, or at least make it feel false. like it was arduous to bring him back, whereas they just sort of... Yes. Melisandre just sort of goes like, eh, come back, and he wakes up. Yeah, like if you if you make it exactly. if you make it clear that it's not something that they can just do like that, which is not what they did, mm. and it's not what they do with the alpha gel. Again, it they make it seem like something that where where when someone dies, you just think, well, why can't you just bring them back then? Yeah. Whereas when it's Star Trek three, you know why they can't just do that right. again because it was a lot of work. But I think, uh, like as you said, with the how people don't want things to end anymore. No. Like, they just want things to keep going to the point where... To the point where Harry Potter understand what once yeah. had an ending, yes. and now it can't. Dumbledore can't die. we got to bring him back for a prequel. Yeah. Why? 
why do we need to bring in these characters back when they've served their purpose? Yeah. Like, it's almost like uh, emotional hoarding, I feel like, yeah. a lot of these series treat it now. Where, like, you'll open up, like, people's, uh, like, fandoms or whatever, and there's just skeletons <laughs> everywhere of all these characters that they refuse to let die. Another film that recently tried to use a death for emotional effect, and it was completely ineffective because of this exact thing, was Pirates of the Caribbean 5. In which a yes. character who has yeah. already died before <laughs> already died, yes, died again, yeah. and we were like, well, <laughs> yeah. so? And again, that is kind of the thing where I think that is partly, it doesn't help that that's already on a played out series with a played out mm. character mm. with an emotional tie-in that was left until the very last second. So mm. it had no relevance whatsoever to the plot. The story <laughs> still lean on death Obviously, because death is such a crucial part of storytelling because it's finite, because it helps with mm. endings and it is like a genuine, effective thing. Uh, and yet they still, I feel like, yeah, more and more it's just becoming not the last plot point. It's becoming a plot point. You know what it's starting to remind me of? of everything. There's a Simpsons episode where they're watching like a soap opera on TV and this like woman's crying, and then her husband walks in, and she goes, "I thought you were dead," and he just goes, "I was," and that's the end of it. And that's like that's <laughs> that's the that's the casualness with which death is being treated. It's just like he was. Right. I mean, another example, right. an example where they had the chance to do something where it was obvious that the character was going to come back, but they had a chance to at least make the death meaningful and didn't was Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another resurrection. Yeah, another one. See, it's, it's every film. It's every. Think just think of it. any blockbuster. Every blockbuster has a resurrection in it. But, but like, and I don't. But Superman, his death, it was always going to be undone. That was inevitable. What would you? I mean, there's no one thought yeah. Superman's dead, dead. However, they could have made it meaningful. They could have done something where, like, he has to arrive at the last moment, and all this tragedies happen because he wasn't around. And then Superman mm. is finally resurrected and he can... But it's too late to save certain people. But they didn't. He, he shows up halfway through the film and then he's there. And it's fine. And he yeah. and he's changed for a bit, but then they sort of knock it out of him and he's that's normal. Yeah, that's the thing. that They, they introduced the idea of a consequence because mm. it was the... Oh, it was very easy bringing him back. Oh, wait, he's evil. There you go. There's a change. And then one scene later... No, he's not. He's back to normal. He's fine. He's the same old Clark. Yeah, he's got to go to the farm now. And it feels like it is stuff that is... You, you mentioned soap operas, but also comic books. It's, yes. it's comic books specifically. It's it's a, it's like a, a joke that... Like, what? Uncle Ben is the only person to stay dead and, and Gwen Stacy. And even, <laughs> I, even I think Gwen Stacy has been brought back... In some iterations, I think she has as well, because she was Spider Woman in yeah. some versions, so, wasn't she? So, like Uncle yeah. Ben is like the only person in the in the entire Marvel universe to stay dead, and it does reach the point where, like, killing off a character like Spider Man in the comics world, that should be a massive event, but it's not. It's just March. It's just who are we killing yes. off this yeah. in this in this month? Yeah. It's it's <laughs> no one. It's not even attention grabbing yeah. anymore, which. No. Is that like I was surprised actually that the Infinity War ending attracted as much attention as it did. The fact that like I've mm. seen social media posts with people like posting 
memes about the trauma of the Infinity War ending and all this stuff. And I was thinking, really? But yeah, because like you said, kids came out of the cinema crying. They're yeah, kids. kids. Yeah, kids. Like, yeah. Kids don't think, oh, look, there's a film next year. <laughs> Yeah, kids don't look at the release schedule. Like you, you're an adult. You can, you know that they are all going to come back. And even if you are connecting with the film on the moment, like I was with the film, I was enjoying it moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still like get the. You must have a knowledge in your heart that these characters are going to come back anyway. Which, which, which brings me to another point. Which is, do the people at Marvel expect anyone but children? to be convinced by this. Because it seems so obvious, so so blatant, that it's not going to have mm. consequence. But do they expect people to be waiting for a year, fully believing that Spider-Man's not coming back? Is that, like, is that something that Marvel actually think people will believe? Or do... See, I think it, I think it just comes down to they are... Uh, I've I've repeated like over the course of the MCU multiple times that oh it just feels like a soap opera now, and a lot of the time I was yeah saying that in a very negative way because it was the same thing every single week like same mm. film rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. But with this with Infinity War I kind of said it is it still feels very much like a soap opera to me because there are just like a massive cast of characters it's just mini conflicts as you jump in between them and then. Like it just feels kind of like a big event in a soap opera, but you know it's going to continue on next week, and I think that that's kind of what they're treating their audience like. They, I think that Marvel, I don't think for one second they think people are going to genuinely believe they're dead. I just think that they, they are counting on an audience that doesn't care. <laughs> not, in, I'm not saying that in a negative way, although it sounds very negative. I'm saying that just in a, people don't care whether or not they do come back really they just want the excitement of the story in that moment then why do it at all they can forget about it and pick something else up then why do it at all i think it's just comfortable honestly no i mean why kill them at all why do the death at all why just not do it because then because people want the idea of they want comfortable change (laughs) like they want this idea of i want something really big and drastic and horrible to happen in infinity war but i want every character to stay alive and safe and so this is the best way that they could this is the best way that they can balance it because it is the biggest loss that they have effectively like killed off every single new character Every, every new character is basically gone which provides the perfect balance of everyone going, I didn't expect them to die, and at the same time everyone going, oh, but you know they're going to come back next year because they've got five picture deals or whatever. Mm. Like, it is... It perfectly settles out right in the middle Mm. (laughs) of, like, you've got the perfect shock value and the perfect understanding of, don't worry, I know it's okay. I know Bucky's hair is going to come back. I think that's honestly what they, they, they... They're just permanently trying to get that right balance of keeping the audience hooked while at the same time never dissuading them from coming back for the next one in two months' time. Mm. Because I think that's what they're kind of worried with the Star Wars stuff, is that the that Star Wars The Last Jedi went deliberately out of its way to combat the last one, basically, to wipe everything that the last one did uh, away. 
And that's caused a lot of fans, to because I think the balance was too much tipped one way. Mm. And so a lot of fans did not like it because there's not that comfort of knowing that this stuff is going to continue because they've wiped that out so completely. There's also the issue of it just affects things like pacing and the amount of time that you have to tell mm. a story. Like you mentioned The Last Jedi, and I think that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slightly related, but... When I think about that Star Wars trilogy now, I think that we're two films in, and what has actually happened? We've had a mm. film, and then we've had a film undoing the other film, and it basically sort yeah. of adds up to we've got one film that can actually... We've got one film left that can actually do something on its own, because we've wasted time going in circles almost. And that's the same thing yeah. with these things that get... When when you, when you are redoing things and resetting things, that's time you could spend doing new things and moving forward. Yep. But instead, we're like back where we started, and it does it did feel like that at the end of the Last Jedi. I was like, so we're now over halfway, and I don't really feel like much has happened besides I've been introduced to yes. people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and at the same time, like, with the... I could have taken, like, a mental step back in one scene of Infinity War because it was a scene where it was a romance scene between Vision and Scarlet Witch. Mm. And I'm like, I haven't actually had any time with these characters whatsoever. They have only appeared in the big ensemble ones. So they are only supporting characters mm. at this point. Why am I meant to care in their romance? Mm. Because they, they appeared on screen for one film, and then the next film, they had a scene where they talked about pizza. And now in the in the third film, I'm now supposed to believe in my heart of hearts that they are truly in love. And their I love feel is only you. That will... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I just think, why am I going to be spending so much time uh, worrying about their love ending for this film? Which is a lot, a surprising amount of time is spent mm. on. Not, I'm not saying too much time was spent on that. But a surprising amount was spent on, oh, but I, I love you. I don't want you to die. I'm like, well, well I haven't seen anything. Mm. I've just seen, I've just seen, I feel like three scenes for the totality I of mean, however many films. Yeah. Like you could be making something new, but instead you're trying to make me fear for something that never existed to begin with. <laughs> that was, that was, that felt like dialogue from, from a, a, an indie, like rom, rom-com, like in the series <laughs> part where... <laughs> um, from from a Spike Jones film, um, um, we well, I think it's fairly clear that our stance is 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 quite firmly against all of this impermanence. Mm. But for the sake of balance, are are there any upsides? Is there is there any kind of way that we could look at this from the other side and justify it? Well, to go back to apart the very from old apart from that I gave. apart from the it, it safe, which isn't really a defense. That's like damning with faint praise. I think that you can use this idea of like undoing everything if that is if that is the consequence. Mm. Like, yeah, to, like to go back to the old examples I gave. Like, I, I briefly mentioned like it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Like that, in some ways, is a is an undo button of a film. Some people kind of say time travel or whatever, but it's effectively an undo button because it's like Ghost of Christmas Past, mm. like showing you what ha- what would have happened if you'd never existed and if you kill yourself. And so now he has got to race to undo the action that he could have made. Mm. And like 
uh, Back to the Future, it is he is racing to undo the mistake that he made uh, where he fell in front of the car. He's racing to undo that so that he can continue to survive. Like, it is still, like, there is the chance of, like, wiping the slate clean and starting over again or whatever. But it's that- a bit different because that's not resetting something. That is preventing something from happening. That isn't okay. wiping the so slate you've... clean. That is stopping the slate from getting dirty in the first place, <laughs> right. which is a different thing. Okay. So, d- have you thought of any examples of where completely resetting has been a positive? Yeah. <laughs> they saved all of mankind. That was good. No, I honestly, I'm struggling here. Um, I think Days of Future Past is the closest, and that's partly because it was erasing a bad film. <laughs> it's because it was yeah. devoted to erasing X Men Three rather than anything else. And also, I think that was because it was trying... It was also undoing, but it wasn't undoing to go back to where things were. Like, no. It wasn't doing that all so we could have another film with the original cast. It was doing it so we could have a new new films with this new cast. Mm. Like, without the consequence of this has got to tie into these later films. They were freeing themselves of constrictions. And to do something new, as opposed to keep doing what they're already doing. Mm. Well, another, another absolutely, like I, it's it was maybe actually this was one of the first examples that I can think of, of in the more modern time. Like obviously it's an old thing, but you were talking about like how it's a sort of recent trend associated with TV and fandom and all these things. One of the worst was Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Where they had a was it they had <laughs> they have a massive battle scene and then oh and, yeah and pe- no, everyone and they and they use that. it to as a as an excuse to like murder everyone and right. like inject everything with this fake sense of peril and then it all turns out to be a premonition and just before right. the battle they like because one character showing the other character their enemy this premonition of the war and then afterwards they both go oh yeah a lot of people will die. Let's call it a day and just walk off. And that that is like that is the ultimate example of no consequence. Because not only is it like there, the, no one died, but it is literally nothing happened. They just yeah. turn around and walk away. And that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, everyone said that was ridiculous because it was Twilight and it's an easy target. When yeah. something yeah. like yeah. when something like Marvel does it, there's people are less eager to criticize. I'm still just trying to think of a time when a complete reset was a positive thing because (sighs) even like I tried to think the closest that I can kind of think of is the the closest attempt to it is community where they try to do a repilot. Well, again, that's wiping away a mess. Like, yeah, this is is different still. That didn't even help them because it didn't, it didn't improve. It was just, it was kind of like mopping up, yeah, a, a mistake that they couldn't quite get the stain out. Yeah, uh, it's not. The, it's not the same as like that's a sitcom, and they're not getting rid of any consequences. They were just wiping away bad, <laughs> bad writing. Yeah, that's it. they weren't undoing any meaningful narrative events that were initially used for a dramatic purpose. Can you imagine no. if if it was done to something that wasn't a superhero movie and wasn't a blockbuster? If they undid the ending of Citizen Kane and Citizen Kane, <laughs> like this Citizen Kane two that was all about Citizen Kane waking up 
and and making friends with everyone before he pushed everyone away and became a lonely old man. Or a Casablanca where they undo it so that they get together in the end and, ev- <laughs> and everything's fine. He was actually showing her a premonition of getting on the plane. Yeah, yeah. That was actually all of Casablanca <laughs> using his mind-melding powers. <laughs> I just had another realisation of another recent series, which was Sherlock, which I think was fans. one of the worst examples. Fans! It's the fans again! That, no, that, that really was. that really Because the second series like finale... If you haven't watched, but why am I just spoilers for Sherlock? He jumps off the building and he dies, quote unquote dies. And then it, the the final shot of the series of that season is them showing the grave, and then Sherlock's in the distance. So you got to wonder, like, oh, how did he survive? What was the trick? And so it's led to a year and a half of fans speculating how did he survive for the third, like the first episode of the third season, to give four different versions of how he could have survived each one getting more and more ridiculous and then at the end it just says which one was real and he says any of them could have been i don't know you decide like that is the laziest writing i could possibly think of because it's trying to undo the consequences of the last season at the same Mm. time as not and, and trying to because at least then it had an idea of he's a clever character it was meant to be like what clever thing can they think of to undo it like, that's the enjoyment of a detective show. And they couldn't even do that. They couldn't provide you with the clever thing in a detective show because they they couldn't, like, think of something that was good enough to satisfy fans. And mm. I think that kind of ties back into your fans' point of they were so worried about it not being satisfying enough or some fans' theories not really being right mm. that they just went with everything and ended up with nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm very bitter about that ending, and I wasn't even a massive fan. I just I I feel an intense bitterness for watch remembering watching that episode and just thinking like, screw you! I could, I could, I could. It was just it was just uh, it was an hour and a half of just endless prattling. It was basically our podcast <laughs> in, a, in a TV show format. Yeah, Sherlock uh, Sherlock really did disappear up its own ass though. So, yes. so I, I, yes. I suppose what we are, what are we actually saying? <laughs> what's what's our saying point? That if people are listening and if they have a positive version of when a story mm. has killed, uh, I'd say killed someone and undone it, or had a big consequence to something and undone it, when that was a positive for the story. Mm. Would you agree? Is that the kind of what we're narrowing well, what, what it down we, to? Well, we want an example. We want someone to prove us wrong. Yes. Is that it? Is this exactly. challenge? Yes. We're taunting our audience with a... <laughs> because like you said, uh, I agree with what you said where when I said uh, Back to the Future and all that, that's not undoing something. That's trying to stop something from happening. Mm. Whereas, yeah, I think a lot of... And it, it does seem to be like from the... Um, like we managed to pull way more examples than I thought yeah. we could get for recent examples of where characters have died and then there's no consequence for is it. Is there a recommendation besides, ju- like like a hypothetical recommendation to creators besides just stop doing it? Because it undermines your storytelling. Yeah, I think it is. We've used the word consequence like mm. a tag throughout this entire episode. Well, it's neutering them. It's, but you're right, it is that it's basically pulling the rug out from underneath your story. Like it's, it's sabotaging yourself, because it means that yes. going for... You can do it once, and then afterwards, 
nothing has consequence because there's a feeling yeah. that it can all just be undone. It's like you do it once and then you ruin everything going forward, not just the thing that you've changed, but everything mm. that happens afterwards is then in question and it doesn't feel tangible anymore. Yeah. Like, people... This seems like kind of a tangent, but, like, when people have a time travel film, people need uh, uh, a form in which that time travel works. Like, people need to know that these are the limitations of time travel in this film. Yes, it needs limitations. And when you, like, and when something... When a film does not stick to those limitations, people point that it goes, oh, this is a plot hole, this is awful, like, you can't even stick to your own rules. That's what I kind of feel happens when you undo death Mm. in a lot of these things, is that you have rules, which is real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People People can't jump to the height of buildings, people can't come back from death, that is the rules, and you have broken them just for the sake of your story. And because of that, you realise that it's not about the actual story anymore, it's about just keeping it going, or it just mm. it doesn't have the real... Because you've broken the rules, it's like if you break the rules in a game of football, no one cares what the score is, because you're cheating. That's true. That's a, good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. When you drag something out past its natural conclusion, not only do you risk the whole thing toppling, because you had a satisfying conclusion. Harry, I don't know Harry Potter, but it has an ending... That is semi-satisfying yeah. and finite. And even yeah. as someone who isn't a big fan, I feel like it lost integrity as well. It feels cheap yes. and it feels like selling out. Definitely. And I know it's a big blockbuster. I, I understand that. And I know you could go, well, it's a big blockbuster. It's not meant to be high art and it's meant to make money. But you, you can mm. still have integrity and make money. They don't need to be mutually yeah. exclusive. I think that having a finite amount of something increases the value of it dramatically. Exactly, like, yeah. Stop people it. value a miniseries more than uh, a, a, a sitcom that has gone well, on. Well, Star Wars is going to feel years. less special the longer it goes on. Exactly, yeah. And with, like the case that you said with Harry Potter, some people could ask, gosh, seven, like that's a very long series compared to what some needed. But they established in the first book that Harry is going on his first year of Hogwarts. It ends with the first year of Hogwarts. And there are seven years to the school. So even as a kid, I thought seven books. Like, that's just the logical Mm. conclusion of it. Seven books. And once you go past that, it's just... It's like a bell curve. Like, Mm. you've reached the point, and now it's only downhill from here. And that's kind of how I feel with the Marvel stuff is going to go, where I said about how, uh, in an earlier podcast, I said that this is the make, make or break point, because... This is what it's all led up to. If they beat Thanos in Avengers 4, what now? Like, just more? Mm -hmm. Like, it loses the integrity of aiming towards something, of having a goal, of having a grand villain to defeat. Now you've achieved that. Like, it's like New Game Plus for a film. You don't, like, you're not actually achieving anything more. You're just going up, you're still doing it because you enjoyed it. There's no purpose to it anymore, though. Mm. Death is a good thing. <laughs> no, no, because, 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 that's, no, that's, that's the end of my point. No, because it makes life mean something. 
without death it's just an endless series of events and the same is true for films if there's no ending wow we go wow <laughs> dug that one out if there's no ending I it's, agree with it's you. just I agree an endless series of stuff there needs to be a, 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 a an end yeah to all things <laughs> all things <laughs> 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 I kind of feel like in some ways that that's just very like I think back to Twilight when you might say that because because death would have been a good thing then <laughs> that's, that's yeah well true. also in the in the first book or something like in the first film like it's this whole thing of how he the main the vampire is sad because oh I'll never die <laughs> my life is just gonna keep going forever and that's like a sad is thing. that what is that how you feel about Kevin Feige <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. No, but by the end of the series, they don't care about that anymore. They're just like, let's make everyone immortal. Then this yeah. can keep going forever. Oh, date your baby, or whatever <laughs> happens in the finale. Like it just keep like they just they don't care about the sadness of it anymore. They just get on with it. Everything and... needs to go on indefinitely so it can make more money. Yes, exactly. But right. you can make more there, money. There you go. You're back. You're back to the cynical side as opposed to the positive outlooks on death. That was <laughs> too emotional for us. But but like you could do like it doesn't matter. You can carry on doing films in the universe. You don't need to keep the same characters around and drag yeah. them out forever. You can just use the universe like Star Wars did. It moved on to new people eventually once it decided to kill all the oldies. But yes, like yeah. But like. You don't have to make everyone immortal to continue your films. With the, with the Avengers, it makes a bit more sense because there's no Iron Man without Iron Man. But but with but with Twilight, is there any reason that you can't just make more films in that universe with completely different characters? No. No. With Star Wars, you can. With Harry Potter, can't you make more films without having to bring Dumbledore back? Why can't you just make like the Frasier of Harry Potter? <laughs> Who is the Frasier of Harry Potter? Neville? Is it Neville? <laughs> that's what they want. That's what the fans really wanted, a Neville spin-off series. In, in Seattle, <laughs> just... <laughs> bringing back TV shows that ended years ago, like yeah. Roseanne and things. Lost in Space. Well, I, they're reboots, though, but I'm talking about, like, when they when they do these reunion shows, like the Gilmore Girls. Oh, Will Girls and Grace. And, yeah. Mean. And it's like, just, yeah. just let them end. Just let them end. My last final final point is kind of linking back to what you just kind of said about the um, about like death. You can kill off the old characters, and yes, you can kill off the old characters and continue with new ones. That's kind of what I had with the hope of. I think that's kind of led into my my like post evaluation of Infinity War is that I kind of just kept getting sick of going into a Marvel film there not being any consequences, and then people saying, "Oh, but the next one will mm. because the next one's bigger," and at the end, when I first saw the film, I was like, oh, finally, like, stuff paid off. Some did. And then I realised, no, it didn't. Some did. Some, some the, stuff the cor- did. I, I, we, have to hope be... that the, we have to hope that the corporeal physical deaths are permanent. I think that the only death that will be permanent is Loki and... Heimdall. And Idris Elba, yeah. That's it. Well, you even think Vision? No. Because they'll undo that. No, but no one gives a shit about Vision. There's not going to be... There's not going to be a massive fan outcry if Vision doesn't come back. 
They kill Vision twice. They have to keep him dead. Like, that's, <laughs> they, they did him twice in a row. I, I hope that your idea of the Soul Stone thing is right, because I don't want to have another film. Yeah, transfer the it. consequences, at least. At least exactly. transfer them. Exactly. But then they're still, they're still there. Like, transfer is still... Yeah. Like you haven't lost anything there. It's just I want I don't want to go into Infinity War. I still have my sweet death, my sweet <laughs> ending. <laughs> I just want there to be some an ending, and I don't want there to be another film where it says wait until the next film for stuff to actually happen. It's to like these characters. it makes me sometimes have like a mini existential crisis because I think <laughs> no matter no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try. I'm never going to see all the Marvel films. I'm never going to see the conclusion of these stories because they'll continue after I'm dead. Yeah, like, I'll never live to see the end of these things <laughs> because they will continue once I'm in the ground. So why bother at all? Why bother? Because I'm never going to know what happens in the end because the end is indefinitely delayed like a train that just never arrives and you just stood in the station <laughs> waiting and waiting for it to come but it doesn't it doesn't come and, and that's when you throw yourself on the tracks <laughs> the thing is is that they will eventually have to die because their audience will slowly slowly dwindle because it's it's one generation that have got these films because i was just thinking about it like earlier today i was like what if someone has not watched a marvel film and they have heard of Infinity War, what do you say to them? Here is 32 hours of film that you have to go and watch to catch up with this, to understand this. Like, but now, I don't think that... But, but you're, but, I don't see, think here's that the, here's the... a teenager that's been... Like, a kid that is born today, in 18 years' time, I don't think will care. I think you're wrong. to watch them. No. Because, for a start, I know that someone like me would raise their kid on those films... Secondly, they'll just adapt. Have to start new, from the but beginning. new films will come out to cater for that audience because studios know how to keep these things going. So it will just right. chug along. Star Wars. I mean, if there's an example of, of, of proving you wrong, there's Star Wars. I wasn't born in 1977. Star Wars is Star Wars is three films. James Bond. James Bond resets every single film. He is just, he is like, he can be recast and no soap operas. Well, soap operas. Soap operas have been running consistently since 1960, whatever, and they're running today. New people just enter at a certain point. They okay, enter I'll at a certain soap, point. I'll grant you my own argument there with the soap opera thing, yeah. yeah. And that's all that needs to yeah, happen. Like, even, even in my cinema, you, um, there was when they reveal who has the soul stone, <laughs> it was half. Oh, and it was half, huh? Mm. Already, but they they didn't like, make was, it. They didn't make the beginning it of the franchise. But they didn't make it so that you knowing who that was was critical to understanding it. No, true. It, okay. it could just be a random weird alien. It wouldn't make that much of a difference. But there was clearly like you're meant to know this person. I don't know. I, I think say. the soap opera thing is, is someone has to enter into a soap opera at some point. They're not involved. Okay. They, you, if if someone now starts watching EastEnders, they don't have to go back to the beginning <laughs> of EastEnders. I wish they did. <laughs> that would be that would be quite funny. Okay, I understand. Okay, yeah, and I think yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that your argument against me was using my own argument before. <laughs> so that's that shows clear signs in my faulty. If if a kid watches Spider Man Homecoming now, that's their in. And if they want to watch the other films, which they probably will. Then they will. 
Yeah, true. And, yeah. and in the end, the none of these we like none of these films are that dependent on each other. Like, if you start watching Thor Ragnarok without having seen Thor one and two, you'll quickly pick up who Thor is and what's happening. It used to be that I would say the whole point of his brother is lost, and Infinity War. I do not think you could watch that without watching any of the past. No, films. but Infinity War is different. Infinity War is yeah. is a special case. But I think someone could watch the Avengers without having seen any of the Phase One films and understand decently enough. Yeah. So what my point is is that this is continuing <laughs> indefinitely, even after you and I are nothing but dust. So we should just stop talking about it. Then. I think I think that it's it, it really highlights how meaningless everything is. <laughs> I liked the film. No, but it <laughs> but they gave me an existential crisis. <laughs> but I like how you've switched so quickly from within 10 minutes of saying death is a beautiful thing <laughs> to everything will continue on forever and it's miserable. <laughs> death, it's a beautiful thing in that, it, in that it gives you purpose, but everything <laughs> except for you doesn't have purpose because it continues on. Like the wind. The wind doesn't. Oh the wind. The wind doesn't have a goal or an end point. It's just a thing. So you were saying that the Marvel films are like the wind, yeah. which is a very poetic way of reviewing the series. Five stars. It's just like the it's wind. Like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you could submit that to a few places and they'd accept that. <laughs> so. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope this wasn't too rambly. It was, it was surprisingly enough, an attempt to make something more concise and more precise in its idea of tackling one theme. Well, there, was, the there were at least several moments where I went, what's the film I'm thinking of? And then there was a long pause. So Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully I've cut those out. But thank you very much for watching. If you have any of those positive examples, comment, email... Uh, get in touch with us on our website it's realopinions.com you can find all of our reviews on YouTube uh, just the YouTube channel Real Opinions as well as well as our other podcast uh, Backstory Scripts where our most recent one has gone up since it's uh, where we look at the Joss Whedon script to Wonder Woman which uh, never made it to screen I would say thankfully you would say half and half I I, I would say I'm so ambivalent (laughs) about both about the actual film and that script so yeah there's no yeah no I'd have to agree with that but uh, that's also up on the channel so where we look through that script and yeah thank you very much for listening goodbye bye (laughs) ooh ooh, chills (laughs) I'll do what's it called AMRS or whatever it's called ASMR ASMR Just pretend you're like the wind, you have no goals.